An entitled customer reserves 36 seats at our restaurant, taking up two different time spots and forcing us to turn people away just to accommodate these two big parties. But as a result, he and his group never showed up, causing my boss to freak out and ban this guy and his family from our restaurant forever. Here's what happened. So the place I work at has a 13-seat bar with several small high tops, a dining room that seats around 40 people, and a covered patio that seats around 30 people. We use open tables, so we get a lot of reservations, but we also get slammed with walk-ins, often having to turn people away or have them wait for an open spot. Also, for some context, the term open table is a software that people can use basically to make a reservation. So this family made a reservation for Friday at 6 p.m. under one name and 6.45 under a different name. Big parties can't use open table at our place, so they have to call and make the reservation, which means they had two opportunities to communicate that tiny detail about them taking up two slots just in case their event runs longer, as they put it. Which may seem annoying in and of itself, but trust me, it gets better. The reservations, by the way, were for 18 people. 18 people at 6 o'clock and 18 people at 6.45. It was graduation weekend, so having two large parties with the same amount of people was not strange or noteworthy to anybody. Nobody really would have seen this as a problem. We had four tables set up for their earlier reservation. The later one had to be outside, since an 18 top would be taking up too much of the dining room, especially when they arrived and we could be potentially busy. So we had just about as many tables set up outside waiting for them. Glassware, silverware, linens, menus, candles, water, you name it, we were ready. But about 20 minutes after the first reservation was supposed to arrive, they finally answer the phone and let us know that they aren't coming. And they also say nothing about their sneaky second reservation. My poor co-worker was looking forward to the auto-gratuity table in her section, but oh well, I guess you'll have to survive otherwise. So obviously, they must have taken the later reservation, right? Oh, they absolutely didn't. You might think that they would have used it, and I would have thought that as well. But the people in this sub know better than anyone else that sometimes people just suck. They really, really suck. Two hours after their 6.45 reservation time, we're just about closing up, and we're talking straight garbage about that one big late cancellation, and the rude no-call no-show we had to deal with. Then suddenly the phone rings. The owner answers it thinking it's her husband calling for numbers while he is in the safe room. His memory is horrible after all. But nope, it's the sneaky people calling to let us know in his drunken slurred speech that they didn't make their reservation tonight. Oh, you didn't make it, did you? Sorry, I must have missed that somehow. The guy on the phone also let it slip that they were behind both reservations, thinking they could get their second chance one if not for their first one. Then he said he was craving our chicken and waffles and wanted to know if we were still open for takeout. The boss lady put the phone on speaker so we could all listen to what this guy was saying and all of our bloods were boiling together. She politely explains how their reservation strategy was damaging to their business as well as the servers and many people who we had to turn away because we expected two big tables. And then all of a sudden, like the dude from Split, she freaking changed her brain chemicals and became something else. I swear her eyes were glowing red. She said to them, due to these events, you are never welcome here ever again. I will remember your information and your accomplices information as well. And I will make sure all the other restaurants in the county know it as well. You will never enjoy our chicken and waffles ever again. Then, seamlessly switching back to her human form, she says, good night sir, take care. You might say she was too harsh, and maybe she was. But we all went from fuming to laughing all the rest of the night. And that's all that really matters to me. Honestly, that was the right call from this boss lady. First off, she was really cool for doing that. It's always nice having somebody in 
an upper management or even an owner who has some kind of backbone. Because if she instead had caved and given in to this guy's demands, I think everybody at that restaurant who works there would have lost respect for her entirely. And you know what? I've dealt with managers like that. They're incompetent, they don't listen to their staff, and they cave in to the smallest demands, even though the person making the demands has been making everybody's life a living nightmare. So good for this lady for putting down the law. And you know what? I would have done the exact same thing. I mean, that is a lot of lost business that these people had to deal with. Two 18 top tables basically taken out of the restaurant. They had to turn people away just to accommodate something that wasn't going to happen. So honestly, your boss is awesome and they did nothing wrong. And hopefully you never have to deal with anything like that ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for calling the police on people who were on my property unannounced. Here's what happened. So my husband and I own lakefront property. We went out on our porch this morning and we noticed a truck on our property down by the lake. We haven't ever seen this truck before and we don't know who owns it. We've also noticed a circular wear pattern around a fire pit that we have down by the lake from vehicles circling in, though we haven't been able to spot the vehicle responsible. Now, we don't necessarily have problems with people using our lakeshore property to go fishing or boating, but they need to at least ask us first. My husband noticed some people in a canoe and tried to get their attention. They looked at him, said something to each other about a man being on the lakeshore, and continued canoeing as if nothing was wrong. We waited two hours and they didn't come to shore or try talking to him. I went out and tried hollering at them as well and they didn't respond to either of us. At three hours in, we called the non-emergency line and it turns out they had permission from one of our neighbors but not from us. The police encouraged us to have the vehicle towed but another officer suggested bringing their vehicle down and using the PA system to get them to come ashore. We opted to try to get them ashore to talk to them before we had their vehicle removed. It turns out the female of the pair was pregnant and had an active warrant for violation of probation and was feeling lightheaded. An ambulance was called by law enforcement which removed her from the property. All my husband really wanted was to speak to them about coming to the residence and getting permission before launching a boat and leaving a vehicle parked on our property unattended for hours without us being aware. Some acquaintances have said that it was kind of a jerk move to involve the police, but we felt we gave adequate chances for them to resolve it in a much more simpler manner, but they ignored us. So are we the jerks in this situation? What should we do? Honestly, you are not the jerk. This is your private property. You have every say over who is or isn't on your land. Like, think about the liability alone of them just leaving their stuff on your property. Like, what if somebody got hurt or what if somebody got lost? I'm pretty sure that's going to fall squarely on your shoulders. And also, what is going on with these neighbors? Imagine if your neighbor could just decide who does and doesn't come on your property. Like, are you kidding me? Like, there are people on your property that you don't know who are leaving tire tracks on your grass and seemingly parking their trucks on your property without any kind of notice of how long they're going to be there or anything along those lines. The original poster's husband actually chimes in on this and states that they have multiple no trespassing signs on their property. So it's not like these people were not warned in the first place. And you did try your best to get their attention, but they simply didn't listen and you had to get the police involved. Like you literally gave them every chance to not get in trouble. So no, you are not the jerk in this situation. Anyone who says you are is completely wrong. Because at the end of the day, you have every say over who can and cannot come on your property. And if people are going to use your property without asking first, then you have every right to have them removed. An entitled Tinder date gets disappointed with me when I decided I can't go out clubbing because I was invited over to her house in pajamas. And needless to say, I've never been more confused by a Tinder date in 
in my life. Here's what happened. So a few weeks ago, I had organized a Tinder date with a girl. We had been talking for a while, and despite a lot of red flags that in retrospect were pretty obvious, I had organized a night of axe throwing followed by a few drinks. Initially, I had plans to pick her up and then drive over to axe throwing. Now, key to this part is that we'd both been working during the day, but there was three hours between when we were both finished and when the booking was, and we lived relatively close to our respective jobs. Anyways, after I finished work, she sends a message saying because of the weather, she didn't really think it was a good idea to go out anywhere and said that she wanted to reschedule, which doesn't make sense because the axe throwing place is indoors. Now, I was disappointed, but at this point, I was understanding. I resigned to a night at home with some whiskey and pizza. I'm home for roughly an hour, awaiting a delivery from my favorite pizza place. When she asked me if I wanted to come over to her place, after sending her a photo of the whiskey that I had bought for myself, I made it very clear to her that I was going to be showing up in my pajamas, since for starters, I wasn't planning on going anywhere else that night, and secondly, it was comfortable, and she said she was completely fine with that. About half an hour later, I'm at her place, allegedly to watch a Harry Potter show, as well as to just have a few drinks. She didn't watch any of the movie, but instead, leaving me alone with her dogs while she gossiped outside with her housemates for the better part of an hour and a half. Anyways, she then decided that 10.30 at night was a great time to take her dog for a walk. Not too bad, but strange if you're supposedly on a date and you're both in your pajamas. But then it comes to about midnight. She decided she wanted to go clubbing and actually gets mad at me for not being able to join in with her saying that I should have planned ahead for something like this. What in the world is she talking about? How was I supposed to plan ahead for anything. I was planning for a movie night and drinks at her place, not going to a nightclub. As you can probably guess, it didn't work out. I foolishly took her on a second and final date, which she said it's not going to work out literally a minute after it ended. And honestly, I'm kind of glad I got away from this one. Yeah, this one did not sound like a winner. First off, she clearly didn't know what she wanted out of life, and she didn't know what she wanted out of this relationship. She was super fickle, and she clearly canceled plans that she very easily could have gone to. So honestly, I don't blame you for running away from this one because she really did not sound like a winner. My friend and I demanded that the cook make these wings we were ordering as spicy as possible. And as a result, we received the hottest thing we've ever eaten in our lives. And my friend and I truly have no one else to blame but ourselves. Here's what happened. So before when I was in college, a buddy of mine and I used to go to a Buffalo Wings place every night on Monday at a local joint. This was also in New York City, so the wings were legit. Except the level of hotness they had was never really that spicy. They just used a bunch of Tabasco sauce. One day, we were really craving some hot wings. We had physically seen the cook in prior visits. He's a big, burly, don't-screw-with-me type of person. I told the waiter to write down our directions to the cook. We said that he can't make these wings spicy enough for us because the cook is not man enough to make them hotter. Now, at first, the waiter refused to write that down, but we slipped him 10 bucks and just said, blame it on us. A pitcher of beer and a dozen wings for each of us came out. They smelled spicy and we were stoked. We took one bite into a wing and immediately chugged 16 ounces of beer because they were that spicy. I mean, how did he make them so spicy on such a whim? We both ate the remainder of the very first wing and that pitcher of beer was annihilated. We hadn't noticed, but the cook was sticking his head out the door watching us. At this point, he's crying from laughter so hard. He comes over and says that he'll make us a fresh order. Those were the ones sitting at the very bottom of the prep bucket for hours and they had been soaking in chili pepper and we never served them as a rule. We told him that wasn't right. We demanded hyper spicy and he delivered. It was our responsibility to finish them with a smile. We immediately called two friends, told them in two hours we need
needed to be picked up because we were going to be hammered and they had to come drive us and my car home. They were baffled as it was a Monday night, but you know what? They agreed. It took us two full hours and three pitchers of beer each, but we finished them. We stayed as quiet as we could given how much pain we were in. Thankfully, the restaurant was always about 50% full. The cook came out and gave each of us a high five and asked us, well, I'm betting you won't be asking for that again, right? We said to him, no, sir, we will not. You've beaten us and we acknowledge your superiority. We left a monster tip and our sober friends drove us home and they made the both of us sit in the back seat of my car as they didn't want to risk anyone throwing up in their car or on one of them as the driver. But unfortunately, my friend and I were in a lot of pain for the next 48 hours. For me personally, there is no way I would have been able to handle that. I do not handle spicy food, let alone something that's been sitting at the bottom of the basket all day. All that chili sauce and powder that's been seeping onto it literally all day must have been nothing but toxic. But it sounds like the original poster had some fun with it. So if anything, at the end of the day, this made for some fun memories. Am I the jerk for kicking my sister out of my house because she wouldn't respect my wife? Here's what happened. So to start things out, my wife and I sleep in separate bedrooms. It sounds a little bit weird, but it isn't. My wife has went through some things and one thing she refused to do is sleep in the same room as someone else. The only exception is babies and children. She told me from the beginning that she trusts me with every fiber of her being, but she cannot do it. Of course, I didn't care, and I have my own little bat cave of where I sleep. Now, here's where the actual story starts. My sister asked if she could stay over at our house for the weekend, because apparently her and her roommate got into an argument. My wife and I agreed, and I told my sister about my wife's room thing. If you know she's sleeping, don't go in there. My sister was always kind of a spoiled brat, but it really showed here. She complained that the bed in the guest room was too lumpy, and she didn't want to sleep in my room because of the man smell. After all this, it was obvious that she would complain about the couch too. I told her my wife's room was off limits, and it was either the options we gave her, or she could find a motel. She agreed, and everything seemed fine, until I woke up at 3 in the morning to my wife yelling along with my sister. When I went to see what was happening, my wife was crying, and my sister was just yelling back. I got into the argument and started yelling at my sister to get her stuff and get out. I had one rule and she broke it. Her last statement was calling my wife a crybaby and my wife told me that my sister was trying to sleep in her room and possibly kick her out. After that, I got text messages and calls from my parents saying I was a horrible brother for kicking her out like that and they also agreed with my sister saying that my wife was a crybaby and she should just suck it up. Of course, I just didn't listen to it but my wife came to me and started talking about how I could have handled it better and how she got text messages from my mother saying the same thing. She said later the same day that she was happy I protected her. So am I the jerk for kicking out my sister after she violated our boundaries and blatantly went into my wife's room? I don't think you're the jerk at all. Your sister knew the rules coming into your home. She knew that this room that your wife sleeps in is completely off limits. She can sleep anywhere else, but guess what? You can't sleep in there. And it's not like you didn't give her options. There were plenty of spaces that she could sleep in for the night. And also, why would she get so weirdly picky? Like, seriously, you're sleeping over because you got into an argument with your roommate. I mean, at that point, you should be happy you have a roof over your head and you have somebody in your life who's letting you sleep in their house. Like, seriously, if there's anybody in this situation who needs to suck it up and do better, it is the sister in this story. So no, you didn't do anything wrong. I don't think you should have to apologize to anybody. And if anything, I think your sister should absolutely apologize to your wife because she broke the one rule you had in this house and that is absolutely unacceptable. An entitled Karen purposefully
actually bumps into me on the sidewalk, despite the fact that there was plenty of room for her. So I get mad, I snap back, and I put her in her place. Here's what happened. So this literally just happened to me not more than 40 minutes ago. Today, I'm having a bit of a terrible day, but I'm trying to cope and feel better by being productive. So I'm off to the bank. It's my lucky day, and they are open way late, and I need to get some paperwork done as soon as possible. I get to a street corner, and I'm close to the edge of the sidewalk, making sure I'm not in the way of anyone who's using the sidewalk, nor standing in the way of anyone walking to the crosswalk as well. I've got some feel-good music pumping in my ears, and I'm on the phone, not totally paying attention, admittedly, but I know for a fact I'm not being a nuisance and I'm not blocking anybody. I'm just tuning the world out while I wait for the light. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I feel this bump on my leg. I turn around, and there's this old lady with a dolly loaded up with some bags, as well as some empty water jugs and other stuff like that. I can't really remember what else was in her bag, but it's not really important. What is important is that this lady was standing there staring expectantly at me. I take the headphones out and I ask her, can I help you? This Karen looks at me and says, you should be careful and take your headphones out. I look at this Karen and I say to her, I'm fine. Thank you for your concern, but I can handle myself. This Karen interrupts me before I'm done speaking. And this is when I know that she is an entitled Karen. Visibly irate, she says to me, well, you can't hear anything. I tried so many times to get your attention, but you wouldn't move. Now, at this point, I'm looking confused at the very wide expanse of sidewalk she still has available to her, which is easily double the width of her dolly. I say to her, ma'am, you did not have to bump me. You could have just gone around me. I should note here that even if she had a problematic, hard-to-turn dolly, she had more than enough room to make a very wide turn without hitting me. The Karen huffs and says, I didn't want to have to move around you. And that's what did it. That's when I snapped back. I said to her, so you thought to bother me? What's your problem? Lady, you have so much space on the sidewalk. The Karen looks at me and says, well, you couldn't hear anything. Thankfully, right then the light changes and I just roll my eyes and I walk off. I yell back over my shoulder and I tell this lady that she has problems. She says something completely unintelligible to me and smoothly turns her dolly up onto the sidewalk. Like, what in the world? You definitely had no problems turning your dolly, now did you? She should have saved both her and I a whole interaction. Honestly, I can't get over how stupid some people are. Yeah, that Karen really was dumb. She probably thought she was making some kind of weird point by intentionally bumping into you just to try and be annoying. And that really is annoying in and of itself. So good for you for putting this weird, entitled Karen in her place. Because based on the way she was acting, she absolutely had it coming. Am I the jerk for firing my nanny after she lied about how she broke my watch? So my wife and I have three kids. The eldest is seven years old, and since her birth, we've had our stay-in nanny by the name of Jane to help out. Jane is not her real name. She's a nice lady and was a great nanny. The kids love her and we love her, so we kept her around, even though my wife became a stay-at-home mom after our youngest birth. Earlier this week, I got home and Jane told me that she found my son, who's two years old, playing with my watch and while trying to take it from him, he threw it across the room and broke it. I wasn't too happy about that since it was sentimental and it was a quite expensive gift. It was from a late father figure, but I clearly remember myself leaving it on the coffee table while working in the living room, so it really was my own fault. Regardless, I don't know why, but I went through the footage from our living room camera and it straight up showed Jane throwing the watch on the floor. This was very peculiar, so I asked her again about the watch and how my son could have thrown it so hard and she just shrugged her shoulders. My wife then later confronted her with the footage and she confessed that she found my watch and wanted to put it somewhere safe but then she saw a spider on the floor. She freaked out and threw the watch in a shock at the spider. So I'm a very untrusting guy in general 
and trust is very hard to come by with me. It's a very toxic trait of mine, but I can't help it. I think we interviewed Jane like 10 times, including supervised trials, before giving her the job. And while I'm sad about the watch breaking, I've also lost complete trust in her since she looked me in the eyes twice and lied both times. It might be an overreaction, but I fired her. It wasn't fun. There were a lot of tears. A lot of words were said. And now I'm just thinking of whether or not I was wrong in firing this nanny for breaking my watch and then blatantly lying about it. What should I do? You are not the jerk. Honestly, why on earth was she playing with your watch? And also, why would she lie about something like that? It would have been easily solved. All she had to do was say, hey, I broke your watch. I'm really sorry. But instead, she came up with this weird story about your son claiming that he threw it across the room. No, a two-year-old is not going to be able to break a watch like that. I mean, the circumstances have to be like perfect for that to happen, in my opinion. So honestly, I don't blame you for firing her. This is unacceptable in my mind, and I think you're completely justified for saying that she's gotta go. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.